everybody, welcome back to Swing the Twig. It is a Tuesday night. So happy you all are here on our uh, Twitch streams live as uh, you're listening. As it is a uh, yet another good show, hopefully. And uh, guys, quite a lot to talk about with with the trade deadline. But I wanted to get to this because I know a lot of people. I we we've been posting promotional stuff. We've been doing like oh big announcement coming on Tuesday, and yeah, it's quite exciting, guys. Tom, I haven't even talked to you about it yet since you arrived here. Yeah. Because I've been so I haven't think I haven't thought about it. so much. So much has gone on throughout Tuesday that I haven't even thought about it. But we have we have everything together. It's almost complete, and we're really excited to announce that it's going to make everything easier for the mm-hmm. average listener and viewer of Swing the Twig. So basically, what we're going to do we're going to have a revamped website. How you like that? A new domain, swingthetwig.com. It's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be officially swingthetwig.com, but we're still working that out. But it will be a new website. Yes, you can clap. And it's going to be everything in one for everybody. So the way it's going to work, uh, we can have live streams like this, where this is going to be the podcast as well. We can also have video podcasts. You will have the link right there. YouTube will be another will be another avenue to do live streams on. So we'll be also on YouTube if you prefer that over Twitch. So we'll be doing that as well. Social media, you can see our tweets live on the website. You can see our Instagram posts live on the website. Everything is on there. Guys, doesn't that sound so much easier than what we have now? Yeah. One click <laughs> oh, yeah. away, you're on a website. You got everything right there for you, man. It's super easy. Yeah. One thing we're also going to add, which I'm really excited about, we're going to add things like the free pick tracker. So if someone says, hey, Jeff, I don't like your picks today. I don't. How have you been doing? Well, we already got Jeff's free picks. They're tracked, and they're going to be on the website. All 16 of them are accounted for. He's 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, Tough loss last weekend with the Cardinals. I don't know how they lost to the, to the Nats that day, but that's okay. And we're tracking all the free picks now. It's all at your disposal. We have a little ticker, Dom, at the front of the website. People will mm-hmm. see it when the re- website gets released. By the way, Tuesday, the website will be released a week from today. And, Dom, you're going to like this. There's going to be a little ticker. Where you're going to see all the little news, everything we did in the past week on the podcast. It's like when Ryder University, you know, when we went to school there. Oh, yeah. They had the ticker going on. That's right. I think it was in the business administration building, so pretty good stuff. Pretty good stuff. Yeah, the Swagger Hall. Swagger Hall. I got that right. Yep. That was new when when I got there. It was just this, uh, yeah, Dom's talking about uh, an academic building where it was like uh, they had this little news ticker for like sports games and all your political news, things like that. Well, it's kind of similar on the website. Everything we talk about in the past week, it's going to be up there. Really excited. So that's going to be another part. We're also adding, guys, a blog section, too. So you get to write every single opinion that you want, every single hot take you want to have. Uh, as far as I'm talking about Dom, Jeff, and Anthony, who's, who can't be on tonight. Uh, the, that's the place where you can go to post your stuff. It will be like an op-ed blog. And it's, it's a great way to connect with all of you. That's the goal as well is to make it easier for you, and it gives us a better opportunity to connect with those who love Swing the Twig the most. And we're really excited for that. So that's uh, that's number one on the agenda. How about that for a start? <laughs> Very yeah. nice stuff. It's yeah. going to be good. It's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Just everything all in one, you know. And also, it's, it creates more versatility for oh us, let alone the people looking. So it's great stuff, got to say. It's going to make things so much easier, and I'm so excited for it. I know you guys are as well because it's going to it's gonna motivate us to do a lot better too because at the end of the day, we enjoy doing what we do here. We all love to come on here and talk to each other about baseball as we always do. 
but there is also a business end to it. So we, we do want to reach out to as many people as we can about the podcast. We want to increase viewership, listenership. We always want to keep doing that day by day. And that's also a goal as well, not just to connect with you, as, as great as that is to come here and, and, and we get to talk to each other. We also want to get more people. So that's our way of trying to market and connect at the same time, as well as make it easier for you, those who currently watch and listen to us, to enjoy more of us all in one disposal. So that's the best part. So we're really excited for that. I speak for all four of us when I say that. And it's going to be great. So next Tuesday will be out. Mark that down because that will be the day that the Swing the Twig website will go out. So that will be really exciting. All right. Let's get right to the day because that it was on Tuesday. I cannot believe the kind of day we had today. Trade deadline day. If you had to sum it up in one word, Dom and Jeff, what would you how where would you start? I guess I'll go with unexpected. Unexpected, yeah. Jeff. Yeah. Oh. Dom's Dom saying unexpected. I'm gonna have the opposite take. I'm gonna Ooh. say expected. Go go figure. <laughs> no, no, it makes sense. I guess we'll both explain on why the reason. Well, is. I mean, we. Uh, and gosh, I mean, where do we go? The the let's go right to. The right now the winners of the trade deadline. We can just start right there. Dom San Diego Padres are the winners of the Juan Soto sweepstakes, at somewhat of a cost. At somewhat of, course, of a cost. Of course. But not as big of a cost as I anticipated. Even though it was a big cost for the Padres, it was not as big as I anticipated. But they get Juan Soto and Josh Bell in exchange for guys. Get me. I, make sure I'm not wrong here. They got rid of Luke Voigt, C.J. Abrams. Robert Hassel III, mm-hmm. James Wood, mm-hmm. and Susana, Darlin Susana, right-handed, yeah. pitch, right-handed pitcher, or relief pitcher, I think. No, yeah. right-handed. Yes, pitcher, and Mackenzie Gore. And yeah. Mackenzie Gore. Mm-hmm. So that's all the players that the Padres shipped off to Washington to the Nats who are on their way there, including Luke Voigt. Uh, Eric Hosmer almost, Dom, Dom saying thank you. Eric Hosmer almost ruined the trade, and, and Padres just said, because he had no trade clause, he said, no, nah, I don't want to go to D.C. to a rebuilding team. My wife's pregnant. The team's not good. No, no point in me not going a great to DC. City. Uh, um, yeah, well, I went and he went to Boston. Yeah. So yeah. that was one of the teams that's on his. That's nice oh, okay. Yeah, but I like DC better. But that's okay. Yeah. Um, you know what I was actually reading on? I I was scared with the whole Hosmer thing. I, first off, I felt bad for Hazi. Padre mm-hmm. fans ripped him a new one, which is very uncalled for. We'll Listen, get to that. He has every right. We'll get to that. But at the end, what I was hearing was no matter what, if Hosmer rejects to go to D.C. or not, the trade already went through mm-hmm. and the Nationals already informed yes. Soto and Bell. Yes. So thankfully enough, I was like, all right. Because my biggest fear, I knew the, the Cardinals were out when, when they said no about getting rid of Carlson, which was honestly really stupid. Um, so my biggest fear was that the, the Dodgers possibly swooping in, bringing in like Diego Cartilla and Gavin Lux package and somehow getting Soto. But luckily enough, it went through. I'm going to really miss Hosmer. That one hurt. Padre fans are upset about getting rid of Luke Voigt. I am so glad Mr. Automatic Out is gone. Can't stand him. Never did. Never will. Uh, we'll get more to it later. But, yeah, what a wild day. Um, who knew? Josh Hader, these two guys, and Brandon Drury within a matter of 48 hours. And Yeah, Josh Bell, too. Josh Bell, they also got in the Juan Soto yeah. uh, trade. <laughs> Jeff, you know what I was telling Tommy? I was like, okay, when you go to Chick-fil-A, you get the actually like chocolate chip cookie on the side. Mm-hmm. That that was Josh Bell because like we were going to trade all that except for the additional player 
just for Juan Soto. Listen, I'll, I'll take it, man. We resigned Josh Bell as our first baseman. I will gladly take it. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Hosmer's now going to go to Boston, and we'll see how he does there. It's certainly not San Diego. Although, Dom, as you said, the Padres have had some sort of, I don't want to say hostility. How would you mm-hmm. describe it? I mean, was, is it hostility? Tension, they clearly, they, awkwardness. They've clearly wanted to get rid of him. Miscommunication. Um, their, their season last year was hindered by all of this, this whole rumor of getting rid of Hosmer. Mm-hmm. Hosmer taking offense to it, clearly uh, was not happy last year. And the Padres suffered, the whole clubhouse suffered because of it. Mm-hmm. And this year they were able to wipe it off until today with the whole Soto thing. Hosmer informed that he's traded, says no. And no one asked him, I guess, prior <laughs> to waive a clause. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're Hosmer, how do you feel about the Padres? Yeah, I, I just think it is sad, but at the end, it is a business. And he was doing well this year. He put up his actual average career numbers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to really miss Hosmer. I really liked him on the team, honestly. I think they played him too hard. I'm just glad he got to choose a city, choose a team. Hope he does well at the Red Sox like Renfro did during his time with there. Uh, so I'll be rooting him on and just hoping for the best. No bad blood there. Um, and now we just got to move on forward. Look, we have Machado, who's truly our leader, in my opinion, right? He talks very highly about our players, our manager. Josh Bell, I think, is a tremendous guy who's going to be a very key piece for us now. And then Juan Soto, really young, but he's a World Series champ. Looks like Ted Williams every time he comes up to the plate. Can't go wrong with those kind of guys leading your team. And then Tatis coming back, so. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And uh, really happy for the Padres in general uh, because of the situation. Well, they seem to be the winners. But, again, here's the, here's the big question I have. It's not right now. It's at the end of the year. And I know Jeff's going to bring up this question too. How is San Diego going to afford to have this type of the, – the, the amount of position players they have? Because let's, let's analyze. Break, let's break it down, right, for those who don't remember. Fernando got, Tatis got signed to a 14-year, $340 million deal. He is worth $25 million a year. Manny Machado, he's worth $30 million a year. Juan Soto, he's currently worth $17 million because of the one-year deal he signed with Washington, although we all know that will turn to 40, maybe 45, somewhere in that range because he's 23 years old at the end of the year. So when you think about that, how are they going to afford the rest of this Right. Defensive alignment. So, how? look, I don't care how small a franchise is considered. San Diego's gotten bigger because they had the, you know, the cojones to actually spend the money. Any team can spend the money. It's just a matter of if the owners actually want to win. Look at this team. They actually want to win. This is A.J. Preller. Much credit to him today, right? But he kind of deserves to go over the luxury tax and pay that. Because the Dodgers have no problem with it. We're going to be over that prop, most likely, right? Uh, well over. Yeah. But oh, yeah. this is what Preller gets because I never approved when he traded Renfro and Reyes when they were having breakout seasons. No cash. For, right, for Tommy Pham. Look how that turned out. Reyes was traded for basically nothing. And it was just like he traded that powerful outfield for nothing. Now, of course, it led to getting somehow the best player, the best hitter, in my opinion, in Major League Baseball. You know, great stuff there, but hey, you live and you learn. Preller, tremendous pressure on him to not only make the playoffs in a full season, 
But of course, he wouldn't have done this without knowing that he's got to pay some consequences in keeping Soto and keeping that nucleus together. It's going to get done. It might not be 500. Who knows, Tommy? You said. I know you kind of changed your mind a little bit here and there. But, hey, he might take 440 now that he's on a winning team. Or he might take less. I think he'd take more. I think he would I think he would take less. Right. But the good thing now is to, let's say, that I already read that Soto's very excited to be here. And they're already going to oh, talk yeah. a contract extension this offseason. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, Bell's in that mix, right? But um, the good thing is... Right, this team is so exciting to watch. Every game from now on in Petco Park, every single game is going to be sold out. So there's revenue right there. Boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's a plus. Um, but yeah, they're going to have to go over the luxury tax. It's as simple as that. AJ Proler knew it coming in. Padre fans wanted this to happen. Yeah, you got to pay most of that Hosmer contract and stuff, but Red Sox will take good care of him. I'm pretty sure. And uh, who knows? Maybe they dump Will Myers this off season, but he. The longest, I believe he's now the longest third Padre, uh, deserves a ring, honestly. So I'd like to see him stay. Will Myers? Mm-hmm. You're not a fan of him, though. I'm not. I'm not. But if he wins a ring with us, that would be pretty cool because he's been through a lot of ups and downs with us. Now, if you, now if, let's say they don't win this year. Would you consider that a failure? In terms, they're going all in here. They're going all in. But How many years do they have to win this thing? Because you, you, yeah. you really got to factor in Manny's age. Right. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Three to four tops. I think three to four. Yep. Well, I think Fernando. If you have Fernando and Juan Soto, the end, you know, you get, you know, you got pretty much a long time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you got Manny, who's not not that young anymore. Yeah. Of course. But he's not. He's not old. It's just like it's good that they actually have depth now. I think that's important. Not just getting Brandon Drury, but look at that outfield. It's we better than you him. think. Right. Not even mentioned him. No more Mazzara. Let's say he comes off the bench. The DH now is f- very flexible. You got Hassan Kim on the bench or anywhere once Tatis comes back. A lot of versatility, a lot of bench. Uh, Matt Beatty, once he comes back from injury. Mm-hmm. This team just has it. Their bullpen, I think, is fine. I still can't believe they got the best closer in the game. Huge fan of Josh Hader. So, glad he's on the Padres now. And again, another one. Another one. It's just, and he's a free agent after next year. But we should honestly be able to resign him. It's a closer. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's surreal. Um, I think Preller made all the right moves when it came to guys that just weren't going to pan out. Uh, the one that hurts me the most was ru- losing Robert Hassel III. I think he's going to be a stud. But to think about it, you're getting a guy that's as good as Ted Williams, maybe even better uh, by the time his career ends. So yeah. Juan Soto is a player that we have never seen in this decade like we have seen before. So unbelievable stuff. So long as he can put up the numbers that he had the year, yeah. the years, and he definitely past. will. And maybe this year, you know, he'll be a little different. Yeah, but by adjust. the time he freshes up, he'll be on a fresh start next year. We'll That's get to it. people who can't adjust in a minute. Mm-hmm. But well, actually, we can get to that right now because we're getting to our favorite trades. We're gonna get to the other Please. winner, in in my opinion. Well, actually, besides the Padres, do we all agree that the Padres won the third trade deadline? Brandon oh, yeah. Drury was the cherry on top. I think that was one of the most underrated moves. The most aggressive was the Padres. Who yeah. else was the winner of the trade deadline? Who's the next winner? Give me the Twins. The Twins. You know, they were aggressive. I got to give them credit. Okay. Wasn't just sure what they were going to do, and they were buyers rather than sellers. 
So I got to give the Twins. I got some starting pitching. They got Jorge Lopez from the O's as their closer. That was interesting. Yeah. As their closer. Yeah, right. So uh, give me the Twins as a sneaky winner in there. Okay, Jeff. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Braves. Honestly, I'm gonna go with the Braves. You know, the, I saw their name a lot. Yeah, the 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 Mets. They kind of came out swinging earlier last week. You know, uh, again Vogelbach. Uh, making a couple more acquisitions. Um, obviously, they got uh, Michael Givens today, but they really didn't do anything that surprised me. You know, there there was nothing that really made me say, hey, the Mets are going all in. You know, yeah. it, it, it was just those few moves they made earlier last week. But the Braves, the Braves, man, you know, they got uh, they got Rizal Iglesias. So they, so they got a closer now from the Angels. Mm-hmm. You know, they... They shipped off. Oh God, what's his face? Well, they got Robbie Grossman. They yep, shipped off yep, Will they, Smith. They have yep, Odorizzi. Will Smith. Will Smith. That's it. They got rid of Will Smith, which I think anybody in the city of Atlanta will go. Thank God. They, <laughs> they have Odorizzi to get, from. They, they have Odorizzi from Houston, and they just yep. re-signed Austin Riley. Yep. East. Which is probably yep. the biggest biggest story in my opinion of the Braves. Yeah. So the the Braves they they made some big moves, um, and they. They really give up much of anything to make those moves. Every move really made them a lot better and put them in direct contention against the Mets for that divisional spot. So hats off to them for not breaking the bank, but still improving themselves in the ways they needed to seriously improve if they're going to have a chance at, you know, winning it again. You know what I'm going to say? Give me the Yankees. As biased as that sounds, give me the Yankees. I, the, the end of the trade deadline had, had my head scratching, but overall, what did you do? They did, they did a couple major things. Starting pitching is a little crippled right now, injuries-wise. They went out. They got Frankie Montes. Massive improvement. Uh, Montes is a 3-180 array. Not phenomenal, but he's, he's not bad. 1.7 war, you know, 4-9 record. That's what the A's. I don't consider win-loss when you're with the A's. Um, yeah. but he's but he's got a decent ERA for a starting pitcher. He's a, just above three, uh, and again one point seven WAR. He's going to be working with um, with Matt Blake, who's a phenomenal pitching coach, mm-hmm. probably the best in baseball in my eyes. Yes, because uh, I love Matt Blake, what he's done with every single pen pitcher. And that's another thing. What did the Yankees have to do? Improve the bullpen. We had too many guys getting uh, too fatigued, too tired, uh, especially around that All Star break when it got a little hairy. So what? Mm-hmm. Who did we add? We added Scott Efros from the Cubs. One of the best additions, in my opinion, the side armor. Mm-hmm. He's a righty. Yeah, if the Yankee fans up. don't know him yet, you're going to know him uh, pretty quickly, as, as early as tonight. Um, with this, and Mariners you will game. love him. You will yeah. love him. Yeah. I like that him. Good I stuff. like his stuff. Afros. Yeah, Efros is going. Well, if Jeff likes him, everyone's going to love yeah. him. <laughs> uh, Lou Trevino it was it was involved in a trade with Montes as well. Yeah. So those three were the major grabs that the Yankees had as far as the pitching side is concerned. Now, the one that had my head scratching, guys, obviously was the end of the day. Jordan Montgomery, starting pitcher, uh, was traded to St. Louis for the, to the Cardinals for Harrison Bader. Now, for the record, I am a big Harrison Bader fan, but I, I, I the whole idea— I, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't either. I, when I saw it, I was like, okay, we might be getting another starting pitcher. And then I see 6 o'clock, 6.05, 6.10, 6, 6.15. I'm like, eh, nothing's happening. There's no buzzer beater. And I'm like, well, yeah. we, just, we just lost a pitcher. Was Montes the replacement for Montgomery? Was that the plan? Are yeah, we replacing I'm, a lot of confidence in Clark Schmidt? I don't yeah, get that. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm. I'm really not understanding that move for right. for a variety of reasons. One, one, y'all, one, y'all already said. You know, we basically did swap 
Montgomery from Montes, which fine, but you know, we got guys on the IL. You would think we would have gotten another pitcher back mm -hmm. too. Harrison Bader himself is on the IL right now and so will September. be until September probably. Yep. Oh, I didn't at least. Mm -hmm. So yeah. so He's got some now, issue or something. Yeah, so now so now it's really head scratching, like why did you do this? You know, I I I, on, I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, how much longer he's got in his contract, but still, you know, and three, did we really need him? Did we honestly need him? We have Judge, we have Stanton, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but we have Hicks. Hicks <laughs> has been doing pretty good this Matt year Carpenter, by, Hick, by Hicks standards. Matt Carpenter, yeah, exactly. Why, yeah, exactly. Why, why, do we, why do we need Bader? I don't, I don't see a reason why we need him. I know he's a Bronxville boy. But Bader I, I don't, I don't get the move either. I, I just think I know Montgomery, Tommy. You were talking about it earlier. Mm -hmm. Very frustrating. But I personally thought he had potential. I liked Montgomery. He's not mm -hmm. bad. I just hater. I'm sorry, Bader. See, wow, look at this Harrison deadline Bader. did in me. Harrison oh God, Bader. I would have yep, been so go. happy. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine? Um, it's just like he's. He's just really more of a defensive center fielder. Offensively, he's okay. He's I not, like him as an offensive. Yeah, uh, I think he's okay, but yeah, it's just a weird two thirty, two forty hitter. I mean, you're, I mean, this could be the same as Montgomery. Like you're replacing Gallo with him, and we have a history of having outfielders get hurt. I think the Yankees are saying to themselves, "Look, we can't have, we can never have too many outfielders." It's a, it's something where you know you have a history of outfielders getting hurt, and if you add a guy like Bader, yeah, he's hurt too, but it's replacing Gallo. Right. Oh, and and we got Benintendi too. So uh, we yes. we have what? It's completely we got Benintendi. Like, we got mm -hmm. like seven outfielders now. It it's kind of ridiculous. Well, yeah, and that's fine with me. That's fine with me. We have a lot of good bench guys. Then we have we have Aaron Hicks, who's actually having a decent year. We have got we have uh, talking about bench guys. Stanton's gonna rotate with Benintendi. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it's it's just gonna be a uh, it's gonna it's it gives us that much more depth in the outfield. I'm fine with that. And now, what does this do for me, Miguel Andujar? I'm sure he's the most frustrated Yankee at the moment. I'm surprised we didn't send him off. I'm honestly he surprised we didn't get rid of him. Yep. He requested a trade. I'd be so mad if I were him. But, you know, when you think about it, Joey Gallo's the next one. Jeff's going to say the win is that the Yankees got rid of Gallo. And Thank I, God. I, and, I would, and I would agree. But I got to tell you, man, I just got to get this off my chest with Joey Gallo. It's, and this is not something that Jeff's involved in, so I'm not throwing shade at anyone here. Because Jeff's criticizing him as a player. And that's fine. I agree with Jeff. He's struggling as a player. He's bad right now as a player. You won't get any argument from me on that. This trade had to happen. I fully agree with that. But the treatment he got from Yankee fans, and not to the point, and booing him is fine. That's all well and good. It's sports. But to, for, he gave a Q&A interview with NJ Advanced Media the other day. And he got asked, he said, he said, do you go out of your apartment much in Manhattan? He says, I don't want to show all my face out here ever. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah. That's, that's a guy that's that's so sad when you think about it. And that's a guy that I, he, he clearly can face He clearly can face demons. He can face the fans that don't like him because he, he still attends the games. He plays in the games, and he takes the he takes the booze, right? Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you know, he's, he's afraid of this abuse from Yankee fans that he'd get. 
It's it's freaking hostile, man. I got like some more of that, you know. It's just disgraceful in so many ways of how they basically bullied him out of here. They didn't make yeah. it any. They didn't make life any easier for him to improve. Even though, even though, yes, yeah. he got down to 160. That's bad. Yeah. Okay, you're not getting an argument from me on that. And I fully <laughs> agree with guys like Jeff on that. Yeah. But it's just it's it's a frustrating thing when you see there's a lack of support for someone who struggles. Yeah, and there was a question. This one I, I really felt bad for too, not just the one where it said, like, I don't show my face so much around here. Yeah. They say I asked him, Are you ready for this deadline to be over? He said, You know, I am, we'll see what happens. My, my family's waiting to hear. Mm-hmm. They're gonna have to come to New York and clean my apartment out, yeah, get yeah. all this done already. Like he was ready. He wants to just he I, I yeah. guarantee you he's already cleaned out, he's already bolted out of there. Yeah. Already. I think that's how he's he already probably booked the ticket right now. So, and, and look, I'm sure the Dodgers is not his first choice to where he wanted to be traded to. Tremendous pressure. I think, yeah, I don't think it's as big pressure as many people think it is because it's L.A. You know, first of all, fans aren't attending to the third inning for their Botox right. appointments. They, and they leave at the seventh. Yep. They get their Botox appointments for the two first two innings. They go to the game <laughs> in the third, and then they, they leave in the seventh. <laughs> he's, he's dying laughing. But it's true. I mean, Dodger fans, don't they attend late. <laughs> I got Dom rolling here. But, yeah, Dodger fans attend really late. And they leave early. That's yep. just kind of the motto of the Dodgers. That, that is. And yeah, I, I sorry, Dodger fans. Yeah. I just know the good thing about LA, the thing I do respect, hear me out here. By the way, another winner I have is the Astros. Sorry. We'll get to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, both the Astros and the Dodgers really know how to build around prospects and also sure. build around players' Absolutely. success. Absolutely. When it comes to if they're struggling. Next thing you know, maybe Joey Gallo's back to a 200, 210 hitter. Hitting some homers, doubles, just getting the slugging numbers up. And that's fine and all as long as it's not against the Padres in the playoffs or anything like that. So I'll be rooting the guy on. Joey Gallo, the beard game should be coming back. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. I hope he does. And, uh, yeah, it's just it's going to be crazy. He's, you know, he's a free agent after this year. And I think I'm going to predict this now. He will stay in the blue, white, and red. But he'll be going back to the Texas Rangers, and they're going to pay a lot of money sure. as well for him. Sure. Yeah, I could see that. Oh, man, we're not going to have any Dodger yeah. fans listening to our podcast, nor no. Astros. Sorry. <laughs> well, no, we already don't get Astro fans, but we're not going to get Dodger <laughs> no. fans. We're no. not going to get Dodger fans for sure. We got a Padres fan here. We got Yankee fans who don't like the Dodgers. Yeah, that's not, that's yeah, not, happen- that's not happening. <laughs> Guys who talk on Kenley Jansen. Yeah, that's, that's also <laughs> oh, no, they do. They'll <laughs> Jeff, agree with Jeff, us. Jeff and I, no, they love him. Jeff and I hate him. No, no, there were Dodger friends that couldn't stand him. Really? At the end. Yeah, kind of no. like... Oh, at the end. Hosmer. Jeff and I talk so much shit about Kenley Jansen. Yeah, don't worry. Dodger fans <laughs> do too. They are glad he's out. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, the Astros are the next winners of the trade deadline. Maybe, mm-hmm. actually, maybe you can make an argument they were the winners after the Padres. <sighs> maybe yeah. you can because they did not have to get rid of Alvarez. They kept him. They have guys like uh, Diaz, uh, Pena, who's, Diaz, who's still there, guys that are major assets. So they didn't have to give anybody up. None of those guys. They got Trey Mancini from Baltimore. I can go through the whole list of who they got here, guys. This Discord was really valuable with what we did. Yeah. Um, but they got rid of Odorizzi. That's it. Vasquez, Christian Vasquez went. Yeah, Jose Siri went to Tampa. I mean, that was one of the Come bigger on. ones. To, exactly. This is like, they got Christian Vasquez, Trey Mancini, um, so they filled up that the cheaper route. Uh, Mancini's very excited to be there, and uh, yeah, I think I, I called it. I said Astros Braves World Series, and I'm gonna say this, not trying to be biased, because if everything goes right, no injuries, let's say you know just gets hot at the right time. I have the Astros and San Diego Padres in a World Series matchup. 
no winner just yet. So we'll wait and see. That division uh, standing doesn't really matter right now anymore <laughs> because of because of the Padres yep. standing at the moment. Like if you yeah. if you start the season right now, I'm sure people are going to do it. Like from the trade deadline on, and there and you can just see the Padres' progress with, with without all the the big three. The big three being Soto, Tatis, and and uh, Machado, just Machado, and then from there on, seeing how it goes from basically now yeah. to the end of the year. We're uh, fine. We're thirteen over. Pitching is carried, and we're finally starting to slug without big names because Machado was carrying us like a boulder on his back. Mm-hmm. We're fine. Tatis will come back. He's already swinging the bat. Our bullpen's improved. We got the best closer in the game, baby. We are we are ready. Yeah, you got you got Josh Bader too. Or Josh Hader. Yeah, see, Bader. Yeah, see, yeah. <laughs> Bader, Bader. Josh Hader, excuse me. Um, well, okay. So that's another part. Aside from the trade deadline, guys, here's a guy that's going to stay with the Yankees more than likely now that Juan Soto's in San Diego. At least I hope. Well, I mean, I got to witness it over the weekend. This is really unbelievable. I don't think I've ever seen something that, something like this in my life, in our lifetime, as far as a player who can put up these numbers at this rate, without steroids, mind you. Mm-hmm. There are no steroids involved. Aaron Judge has a chance to pass Barry Bonds for most home runs at this point in a season. He has 43 currently at, as of the time of this recording. He could have 46 by the time we're done. <laughs> That's how crazy this is. It's almost like I expect him, Dom, to hit a home run at every at-bat. And if he doesn't, I get so disappointed. That's when you know yeah. you're having a breakout year, man. That's when you know you're just that good of a hitter this he year. Be- he bet on himself. He's gonna he's winning big time and he's gonna get paid big time, that's for sure. And mm-hmm. so he'd be he's the second Yankee and the fourth major league player to hit at least forty three home runs through his club's first one hundred four games of a season, and he joins Barry Bonds with that number. He did that in two thousand one with the Giants. Mark McGuire did the same thing in nineteen ninety eight. Babe Ruth did the same thing in nineteen twenty one. So sorry, Babe Ruth was not a steroid user, but the other two were. So, has, I'd hope not. <laughs> I definitely don't think so if he had a hot dog and a bottle of whiskey every time uh, he went into that dugout. Definitely uh, it, it, that. it was in the whiskey, Dom. It was in the whiskey. Come yeah, on. stirring it up, just mixing it up right there. Someone spiking the drinks? Yeah. Well, he's, yeah. got, he's also got five home runs. At the time of this recording, he had five home runs in his last five games, not including the, the, the Mariners game tonight. Seven home runs in the last eight. 10 in his last 11, and so forth. 13 in his last 16. Um, that's the most by a Yankee in a 16-game span um, since A-Rod did it in 2007. Three times he did that. That is unbelievable that a, that a New York Yankee is and, and that is putting up these numbers yet again. And here's my concern with Judge. How much, how much would you pay him right now? Let's say the Yankees win the World Series. What are you paying, Judge? What's, what's How much right? does he want? How old is How he much does he want? That's a big question. How he's he's gonna be he's twenty he's gonna be twenty nine. He's he's older than Soto. He's less he's more valuable than Soto still in my mind because of this. Mm-hmm. Because you can you can hold that as leverage over him. Thirty. You think thirty million dollars? No, no, no. I'm sorry. He just turned thirty. He just turned thirty. I'm sorry. Yep. You're good. I just want to make sure. I've read so many ages today. Yeah, yeah. You're good. But he's okay. He's thirty. He went to college before joining baseball, major league baseball. Mm-hmm. It's the years that scare me. Like, so, well, how much do you think he earns every? How how much do you think he should earn every year? Let's let's break that down, and then we can break down longevity. Because if he makes thirty, then it's worth maybe seven or eight million dollars. 
But then you're talking like what two ten? I'm sorry, he's gonna want like ten to twelve years, I think, especially he'll after if he does this. Yeah. If he wants, but he'd be forty. I know, and but he's Anthony, gonna want to yep. do it. And Anthony and I were talking about over the yeah. weekend. This might very well be his peak year. Like, is he right. gonna have another year like this again? Right. And I get he's a late bloomer, kind of like Whit Merrifield, but guys can age. All it takes is one season. You eat. Yuli Gurriel, he's a late bloomer. He can't hit a baseball to save his life now, and he's like 38. Mm-hmm. So, like. <sighs> I would say maybe eight years. He's going to try and get. If it's eight years, I'm going to say he's going to try and get 320 for an eight year contract. He's going to try and make bank. 320, that's $40 million, isn't it? Okay, wait, that's a lot. Years? Sorry, hang on. Let me do my math. 320 for eight years. That's... He's going to at least want to go to. $35 million a year? How does that sound? Yeah, there you go. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, All right, let's, 35 yeah. Jeff, you down for Thank that $35 you. million dollars a year? I I literally don't care how much money he wants. I don't care how long he wants. Whatever he wants, give it to him. I don't care if he wants 50 mil for seven years. Give it to the holy, man. He holy, deserves it. Holy. He deserves it. Well, you got to keep in mind, this is going to be, he's going to be the captain of the New York Yankees once he gets, if he gets re-signed. And I, and I think... You know, I think all odds point to that he will, and somehow, he some should. way, somehow, some way, he will be, stay a Yankee. I don't buy this nonsense that ESPN is trying to stir up or MLB Network's trying to stir up. He will stay a Yankee. And now that Juan Soto's in San Diego, I think he's letting the market set um, its way. That's all he's doing. He's just trying to get as much money as he can out of the Yankees once mm-hmm. it's all said and done. But I think he will agree to something. Because, Bo- oh, you know, Dom, all of Boris's clients, they test mm-hmm. the market. Mm-hmm. Isn't isn't Scott Boris his guy? Yep. Yeah. So it's all of, all of Boris's clients, including Soto, including Soto, is going to test the market. Yeah. That's just the yep. way it works. It felt real good though to see, even though I despise that man, to see Scott Boris the other day in Petco talking with Manny Machado and more. Uh, so that was cool. That's when I was like, all right, this bad puppy's happening. We're just uh, getting the gears going. So we can have another discussion about Scott Boris another day. Yeah. About about. Oh yeah. That's a that's a that's a discussion for another day. Yep. Well, that's <laughs> as we say that with such uh, frustration. But either way, so that's that's everything with Judge. But it's it's really crazy how he's having such a season, and we just get to watch it in front. Of, I don't think we appreciate it enough. Now that the Jeter documentary is coming out, we get to relive Jeter's past, and we get to relive his late '90s rise up the 2000s. I grew up in it. That the 2000s time. From ni- from 2000 on, uh, you know, words cannot describe how crazy Judge's season has been, and just how if we win a World Series, even if we don't win a World Series, how Judge can just carry on. He's going to win the MVP, aside from mm-hmm. what that clown Ben Verlander thinks. Mm-hmm. That the Judge is going to win the AL MVP. Uh, Shohei Otani will not be the AL MVP. <laughs> so, got to think about all those things. But guys, anything to add? I mean, that's a legendary, legendary season he's putting up. I mean, he, legendary, legitimately. Yeah, he he commands your attention and your respect in the batter's box. You know, and you alluded to it before, Tom. You know, every time he walks up to the plate, you feel like he can hit a home run. You know, mm-hmm. every time he swings the bat, every time he puts a ball in contact, you know. You're hearing oohs and ahs from the crowd. You know, it could be it could be a pop-up right to the center fielder and people will still be jumping out of their seats simply because he hit the ball in the air past the infield. It it 
it's amazing how much respect this guy's commanding simply because of how good he is and how good he has been. I, th this dude could very well be our Mike Trout. And I really, and I really hope he is our Mike Trout for this decade. I think he could be the Mike Trout of the decade if he keeps this up. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I would love to see that. That would be one of the best things. Well, if you, if you guys don't have anything else to add, we'll move on because we have something else we're going to debut. Not to, not in this podcast. It's going to be somewhere else, but we're going to describe. Dom, do you even know what the new edition is going to be for this podcast? What, we're, what we have planned? We no, 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 we're not t not just the website. We have something else planned for that. I do not then. So, all right. Well, we are coming up with different ways to market social media, right. things like that. Ooh. The nice, the most fun thing we're going to be doing is going to be called monthly blunders. So these are going to be our, you know how sports energy, they're not top 10. Oh boy. The most embarrassing plays in baseball every month. We're going to, so we're going to do one for July, the whole month of July, the most embarrassing moments in major league baseball. And this is going to go out on social media. We'll do the video separate from the podcast because if we did them on the podcast, people listen. We don't want people to look up the highlights, and we don't want to be describing the plays like a radio play-by-play. -play. We're not here to do that. Social media would be awesome. So we're going to do that, mm -hmm. and I think people are going to really enjoy it. It will give you guys an opportunity to give your takes, too, and have some fun with it. So we're going to very much enjoy it. And I'm also really going to love half of those highlights being of Boston Red Sox players. <laughs> But you only get like five, six seconds each one, so you gotta roll through quick. That's sixty-second videos, as you well know. So, well, monthly blunders. It doesn't have to be a top ten either. It could just be like five or six. Just the just the worst plays you saw in Major League Baseball, of most embarrassing. Like the inside the park home run one stands out to me the most. The one from the yeah. Orioles game. Everyone's seen that one. I don't have to describe that. The Orioles game with against uh, the Rays, right? The Rays. Yep. And, uh, or 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 the one against Boston. Two against Boston, I think. Right? There was one in center field from the Blue Jays game, and there was one in right field from Gallo. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Who is now a Dodger? Well, okay, guys. I mean, that's a that's a good way to round up the trade deadline for how everything went today. And I think Thursday we'll have a better grasp on how guys are on on everyone's debuting. Soto will hopefully make his Padres debut this week. By the end of this week, we will see Soto in golden pinstripes. I'll be seeing him in San Francisco too, baby. Are we gonna? Where, when's there his first go. game? Where? Uh, it should be tomorrow. We play Colorado tomorrow night in San Diego. Do you want to watch the game when I come back? <laughs> Honestly, it should be good. I, mean, I want to. Yeah, do like a watch party for Soto's first. The game. minute he takes ball <laughs> one and he does the Soto shuffle. Petco Park's going to go nuts. <laughs> it's yeah. going to be cracked. I'm going to be cracked. Uh, and I can't wait to not only see him for three games in San Francisco. Hopefully, Fernando Tatis Jr. is back. Three games set. Can't, I, I, I can't believe it. Let alone to see San Francisco and the deteriorating Giants. Sorry, Mark. But also the Padres just with this stellar talent. Uh, going to be great to see. So I'm very excited. Yeah. So that oh, should yeah. be a lot of fun. And I yeah. can't wait. Um, a couple, couple things I would like to point out before, um, before signing off for the night. Um, Jacob Degrom did make his MLB uh, comeback tonight, playing against Washington. 
Um, mm -hmm. He's out of the game right now, so I can give the full stat line. In five innings pitched, he gave up three hits, one earned run, and six strikeouts. They only let him go uh, 59 pitches tonight. So he, he was cruising. He was doing really good to throw to throw 60 pitches pretty much in five innings, give up one run, six strikeouts. That's a really good stat line. Obviously, could have gone further how he was playing, but you want to ease him back into it. Um, so really, mm -hmm. really good sign for him and, uh, the and for the Mets. And the Mets completely crapped the bed as soon as he as soon as soon he left the game. They gave up a three-run home run. The rest is his three. They're, they're down 4-1 right now at the time of this recording. So the second DeGrom gets taken out, bam. They just Classic lose Mets. It. Classic Mets. Hey, we're rooting for it. We're rooting for the Mets' demise, basically. Dom is. Mm -hmm. Jeff's rooting for it. I'm rooting for it. The only I mean, I'm rooting for it. I'm ruined for it more just because it's such a meme at this point. It just has to happen. It, it oh, just has to happen. We're ramping up the meme game. I don't know if you guys saw on Instagram lately, but but the, the meme game has been really... Scott Dom, have you seen? The Swain the Twig meme game is going through the roof. <laughs> I mean, it's... I've seen them. They're good. There's a couple it's today. A the Soto the Soto thing with the yep. South Park. And then the Hosmer one that you sent me. Yeah. That was good. <laughs> you beat me to it because the... Uh, after I saw that, I saw some, I saw someone put that on Twitter and something like really messed up. I can't say it on here, but yeah, it was good. It oh was something God. similar to that. Yeah. Well, well we didn't share that one I sent you. Yeah. We can't do yeah. that. No, no. <laughs> oh my God. It was good. But it's, yeah. But the meme game that we're sharing online is still really funny and we all, you know, we're just having a bunch of fun with it. I think that's, that's probably the best thing we can do at the moment. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So now that we have that and, uh, you know, so we'll. We'll obviously be back here on Thursday. We'll have Anthony here and everybody here, so we'll uh, we'll enjoy that. But I hope you all enjoyed the trade deadline day. It was a lot of trades. We were all very busy throughout the day, just taking notes on who was getting traded, who wasn't. Oh, and we we didn't even mention Castillo. We didn't even mention Castillo going to the Mariners. Oh, they, the Mariners wait, gave up so much. Wait, you guys hear about yeah. that crime right in Seattle? The yeah. one that the Reds uh, absolutely <laughs> robbed the Mariners. <laughs> God, I mean, you want to I, talk about unreal. You want to talk like, about a team that just completely? I mean, talk about the Mariners. Like they, they literally gave away so much of their future just for Castillo. For Castillo, for what, Castillo wasn't even Juan Soto. He's good, right? They gave up. They got Matt Boyd. <sighs> they got they got Kirk Caselli from San Francisco. I'm going That's through the whole list of right now of who they did because we have all. They got Jake Lamb. We got Jake Lamb yeah. from the Dodgers. Shocked they traded him for cash. That's it. I like Jake Lamb. I think he's uh, pretty he's not bad. Player. He's not bad. And yeah, I mean, you think about what Seattle's done. They gave away so much of their future for who? Luis Castillo. He's not even a Cy Young candidate. He's a good pitcher, but he's not a Cy Young candidate. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. He was not worth what the Yankees uh, were looking to get him for, or the no the what the Reds wanted. To, well, the Yankees wanted. Wanted him, I forget for what, but the Yankees or the Reds, for that. Rather, the Reds wanted the Yankees prospects, specifically Anthony Volpe, who we talk about a lot here, because he's number four or the number number four right now, number three or two. He's t he's in the top four, and yeah. he's really really solid. Right, he's gonna be number one eventually next to Dominguez. But I mean, you want to talk about prospects? It's that's a guy you can't give up, Volpe. For a guy like Castillo, no thanks. Who probably wouldn't even give up the dreads to pitch in New York. I'm good. That's um that's fine with me. Well, 
so that's that for uh, Tuesday. We forgot to mention the Mariners. Well, thank you, Jeff, for doing that. And the other teams that we didn't mention, enjoy your trade deadline day because it, you didn't do a lot. <laughs> you <laughs> didn't do a lot or you did uh, nothing at all, just like the Jays who only got Whit Merrifield. And they should have done a lot more than just that. Yeah, or you made moves, or you made moves, and it's absolutely not going to matter because you're still not going to make the playoffs, <laughs> Philly. <laughs> right? Yeah, Philly's another one too. They got Cindergard, and everyone's hyping up Cindergard. People forget how bad he's been. I'm yeah. glad the Yankees didn't get him. I remember I tweeted, I was like, "Oh God, not Cindergard on the swing the twig page," when I saw that when I saw that Yankees were talking to Noah Cindergard. I think John Hammond said that. I was like, "Please no." What? I'm sure he's a good guy and everything. I know him from a practical jokers, Dom, as being a good guy. That's right. But Syndergaard is a pitcher? Nah, I'm good. He, <laughs> he's injury he, prone. I don't get he's it. He's in his fat Thor stage. Yeah, yeah, he's older. Yeah, I don't. Phillies gave up their former number one prospect, uh, who's kind of a bust. What's his name? I forget. See? Uh, hang on, hang on, I got it. I heard, I heard the name, oh, but um, again, he he's become so irrelevant. Who cares who he is at this point? M- it could Mania. be Joey Gallo for all oh, I care. Oh, Maniac. Yeah, yeah. Mickey Maniac. Oh, exactly. Joey Gallo wasn't that bad, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, and then they get uh, David Robertson back. I mean, yes. watch, he sucks with them. Robertson, watch all over. former Probably. Yankee. Uh, by the he way, he did win a ring. Yeah, I'm shocked the Angels got. I, I actually like the Brandon Marsh pickup for the Phillies. Oh yeah. He's still young. Yeah, yeah, guy's an animal. So the Phillies uh, made some good moves, but I don't know. I just got don't rid feel... of Logan O'Hop. Yeah, I just don't feel good about Syndergaard. Uh, I... No one talked about the Mets getting Tyler Naquin. I'm going to be honest. I think the Mets could have done better. Yeah, they could have. I, yeah. I think they did all With right. With the money they have. Right, right. Th- thank you. You just beat me to it. They got Darren Ruff. All right, cool. They got Tyler Naquin, a good utility guy and everything. Just... Yeah, That's but it? you're you're tell you're telling me like Trey Mancini was on the block and they didn't get Trey Mancini. You right. know, you're you're telling me that that Bader was on the Bader and Hater, both of them quite honestly, were on the block and they didn't get them. Right. It just yeah. It well, just... they don't need Hater cuz they have Diaz. Oh, that's true. The Mets the Mets have a really good closer in Diaz. Who's For actually now. better than yeah, Hater but, this year. Yeah, but still Still, you know, they, 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 they could definitely use some setup, man. Okay. So that's that for this week, and we will be back, well, this Tuesday. We'll be right back here uh, on Thursday. So, yeah, we'll see you guys then, and enjoy the next couple days of watching these uh, debuts of all the new guys that are on new teams, including Juan Soto and the Padres. So until then, we will see you on Thursday. Have a great week, everybody. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Swing the Twig podcast. If you really love this show, please give us a five-star review and be sure to subscribe. If you have any questions, comments, thoughts, or concerns, email the podcast at swingthetwig at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, go to our Instagram at swingthetwigpod, or you can go on Twitter at swingtwig.